Welcome to Pigskins and Pageantry, a podcast dedicated to all things SEC football. My name is Wes, and I'd like to invite you to join me, Jesse, and Matt each week as we discuss last week's games, news from around the league, make predictions for the upcoming games, and much, much more. What is up, everybody? We are set to get into the thick of the SEC schedule and really start finding out the true identity of the teams around the league, who's a contender, and who's a pretender. Uh, we'll begin to truly find out as the season continues to unfold. So, uh, welcome again. My name's Wes. Joining me, as always, our Alabama fandom representative, Jesse. What's going on? I wonder if the rest of the Alabama fans listening are like, I hate that she's a representative. <laughs> I wonder if they're like, she's obnoxious and she hates everybody. You know. Maybe. That's a lot Maybe. of pressure. <laughs> it is, but also, I think somewhat realistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting to get a lot of, you know, emails. She does not speak for me. Yeah, she doesn't speak for me. I'm sorry. I don't claim to speak for all Alabama fans. I mean, just I'll put that blanket statement out there now. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, so uh, so like I said, we're about to get into the uh, the thick of things. Uh, it's going to be uh, getting exciting here very soon with a lot of teams finding out uh, who they are. So um, let's talk about uh, some hot button topics in the speed round. Speed round. All right, so um, we talked in the previous episode, uh, mini-sode, about Georgia's somewhat lackluster performance against Kent State on Saturday. And the speed round question is, will that have a positive impact, meaning uh, providing real in-game examples of how things or things that they need to work on, uh, ways to improve while still getting a win? Uh, or do you think it could have a negative impact, such as getting into the heads of the players, showing them that they have weaknesses that can be exploited by a team that isn't even top tier? I don't know, Jesse, what do you think? I don't think it'll impact Georgia's players necessarily. I think Kirby Smart's a good enough coach to know how to combat that. Mm -hmm. And I think the players, they were obviously there. They know the mistakes that they made and they know what they need to work on. And they're part of a top tier program. So I have no doubt that they will work on those. I think those that it will impact are the teams that are going to play them. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to watch that film and they're going to pick up ways that Kent State's offense was able to get at Georgia's defense and ways that their defense was able to hold Georgia's very potent offense. That I think will help them. I also think it will help other teams in confidence, knowing that there are some holes. It's not just this, you know, Goliath that they have to slay. They know that there is some points of weakness that they can hopefully try to exploit, especially if it's an SEC team that counts themselves as someone who's better caliber or more of a higher caliber than that of Kent state. Yeah. I don't I, Georgia. I am. Um, I tend to agree with you. Um, not just because I'm a Georgia fan, but uh, like you said, I think uh, Kirby's a good coach. I almost to a certain extent. And when I stopped myself in the last episode about continuing, it was because I really wanted to kind of get into it here. And, and that was that I, I think, I think Kirby may have even, to a certain extent, I don't think you ever really want to struggle, but I think that he wanted his team to have a test. I think he wanted his team to even like, even if it's just like a mental test of like, okay, um, 
let's let's do better. But in in this sense, it's like, look, this is what can happen when maybe you assume too much. And yeah, we're fortunate that it's against this team because we're still able to get the win. But you guys cannot mess around like this against, you know, better teams and expect to walk away with a win. Yeah, you want your test to be against a Kent State because you can recover from that test. You don't want it to be against an SEC rival that you may not be able to recover with or against an out-of-conference team that is of a higher caliber because you can't always recover from that. And those losses do get into your head. Yeah. And my only hope is, so you mentioned the teams that are going to face them. My only hope is hopefully by the time those teams get there, those holes have been filled. And so it's not as much of an issue once we get there. And, you know, there's some things that, you know, are just uh, inherently you're not going to fix as easily. Um, But uh, but we'll see. Uh, That's that's the hope anyway. Um, All right. uh, Question number two is Max Johnson, the quarterback to take Texas A&M into the promised land, or is A&M just getting by with him at the helm right now? Is this just sort of a, yeah, it's great. He's won both starts. uh, But I don't know. It's just not going to work out in the long run. What do you think? I, I don't think any of their quarterbacks that I've seen thus far are going to take them into the promised land. (laughs) I, I think they'll get them through the season. Yeah. And probably a winning season. I don't think any of the quarterbacks I've seen are quarterbacks that are going in the record books and are the ones that are going to take them to an SEC championship or a national championship. No. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. And even when I was when I was coming up with this question, I was just I was in my mind, I was thinking, I don't think so. And honestly, I couldn't name you somebody on their roster that would. I mean, granted, we haven't seen everybody, at least not in full. But um, and maybe there's, you know, somebody who's great that, that we haven't seen yet. I know. I he's know that they're doing the job. Yeah, he's yeah, he's getting by and um, not excelling. He's I knew doing the job. They were throwing around the term uh, game manager and they were putting a positive spin on it where, yeah, he's just doing what they need to win. And I get it. But I just I just don't get the sense that A&M is going to be one of those teams that can keep up uh, if there's like an offensive type of shootout or anything like that. Um, you know, maybe their defense is going to keep them close and that'll be their, their saving grace this year. But I just don't, I just don't see that happening. I don't either. I mean, again, I didn't see Calzada doing that to us last year either, but I've been wrong before, but that was just one game. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly. That was just so weird. It's like, what, what stars aligned that day? Because you look at Zach Calzada before, <laughs> Zach Calzada after, and then on that particular game, you're like, what? What happened? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Weird Texas juju. I don't know. Um. All right. So that brings us to our final speed round question. And let's say, Jesse, let's say that Bama fans' greatest current wish comes true, and Bill O'Brien is hired away. Who is your top choice? For OC, you mean the Bill O'Brien called a go for it on fourth and twelve this past weekend, which is only okay because it was Vanderbilt and it still wasn't okay. One and the same. <laughs> hmm. I have no idea who my top choice is to be yeah. OC. I really, I really don't. It's not Bill O'Brien. I'll tell you that right now. I'll let anybody take him. I'll also throw in Pete Golding as just like a bogo if you want him to. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, 
it's hard because, you know, I'm going to say like Steve Sarkeesian or oh. honestly Lane Kiffin come back. They're head coaches. They're not coming back. Yeah. But that it, ship has sailed. I, it's going to have to be, I've, knowing Bama, it's going to have to be somebody that's screwed up that needs like rehab, coaches rehab. And I don't know who that is right now. In some cases, it's actual rehab. So, yeah, sometimes it's real rehab. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably, it's probably going to be like what we did with Bill O'Brien and Sark. It's going to have to be somebody that didn't do well in the NFL. Well, I was thinking somebody like uh, Scott Frost, maybe. Oh, that's a possibility. I mean, sure. you know, I, how many, like you said, how many coaches have we seen uh, go through that uh, Alabama quote unquote rehab program and then, you know, come out on the other side better for it? I don't know. I could see that with the the Scott uh, the Scott Frost project at uh, Nebraska in a failed state, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I don't know. Other than that, that was the only name that really came to my mind. I didn't know if there was any other. Yeah, that were floating it's going to be somebody there. that I like haven't thought of. I have no idea. Like I don't know. Is Rex Ryan all of a sudden going to want to like come back into coaching? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, that does it for the speed round. Let's uh, do a, a really quick opinion. Sir, if I may venture an opinion. I'm not really interested in your opinion, 3PO. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right. Now, this one I wish that we did have Matt here for, but from the words of the head coach, <laughs> from, from the words of the head coach himself, Josh Heupel, Rocky Top is back is what he said at the close of that interview. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that Rocky Top is back? Whatever that means. I mean, I guess that's kind of open to interpretation. I, I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't care. I honestly, I genuinely don't care what Tennessee does. Yeah. Except the third weekend in October. <laughs> Outside right. of that, I don't care anything you do. You yeah. do not matter to me except for that one Saturday. That's the only thing I care about. And if them being back is them winning every game, but the third Saturday in October, fine, be back. Mm-hmm. I just don't want you to win that game. I, but I, I don't know. Um, I, I truly don't. I think Pitt, you had to win in a lot of overtime, uh, barely won against Florida. And that was at home. And that's a mm-hmm. Florida team that we've all said is a little sus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the, the record is good. The games, if you analyze them within that record, I don't know that I'm fully, fully convinced. I will be fully convinced if, and when they beat Bama. Yeah. Um, I don't know that. So that's a tough question for me. I would say, I don't know if Rocky top is quote unquote back or not, but um, I, I will say that I think that Heupel is the guy who could get them there. If they're yeah. not, if they're not there right now of all the coaches that they've had since Fulmer, I would say that Heupel is the guy that could get them there. Um, really at this point, all they're lacking is a consistent defense. Yeah. If they, it's, it's, it's akin to how we spoke of uh, a Lane Kiffin team, you know, a couple years ago. Offense spectacular, man. If they could just find some defense, they would be a real scary team. And I think that the same could be said for the Vols right now. Yeah. Um, if they if they're able to find that, 
And I don't know if that means uh, having another DC or what adjustments they need to make on the defensive side of the ball. Um, maybe perhaps as more recruits come come in, they'll be able to establish that more. But that's really the only piece that's lacking to me. Uh, and then I think they could say that Rocky Top is back as much as I hate to say that. I know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, more to more to follow on that. Uh, let's do a uh, a quick uh, listener feedback segment. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So uh, we did a real quick, and I just posted it this afternoon. So it was just a real, real quick turnaround. But uh, what are the biggest takeaways from yesterday's games, uh, or I, I say uh, uh, Saturday's games, rather? <clears throat> and so uh, KW Anthony says uh, the West is good. And I was I was thinking about that, and in my mind, I pushed back on that initially, and I was like, honestly, to me, the West is probably a little bit more wide open than it's been in a long time, and that's just in my own mind. But then, then I backtracked in my own mind because I was like, well, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad. <laughs> I was going to say the West could just be uh, growing, uh, where even some of the uh, mid tier some and maybe even some of the traditionally lower tier teams in the West are doing better. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, LSU seems to be decent right now. Um, and, uh, some of them are question marks. Don't get me wrong. Some of them are question marks. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm, I'm thinking about the East, like obviously Georgia's the biggest contender in the East, but you can't necessarily count out Kentucky. Um, you can count out Florida. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think maybe the West is just a little bit more wide open as far as talent goes because Bama is the clear runner in the West, but you still have some teams tagging along that are that are still good programs. So maybe I think I think on both sides of the conference, there's a few that are are pretty decent, and there's a few bottom feeders right now. Mm-hmm. But there doesn't yeah. seem to be as much like just dis- like disparity between yeah yeah i um i, I agree um i don't know it's just something that when when i first saw that i was like ah, man i don't know about that but then at the same time it was like well maybe they're all kind of getting better together and mm-hmm. so we're seeing like you said um maybe a little bit more closer competition there um all right well let's uh let's talk about some of these games coming up ladies and gentlemen uh, let's get ready to All right, the uh, first game of next week's games or this upcoming slate of games is number seven, Kentucky at 4-0, 1-0 in the SEC at number 14, Ole Miss, 4-0, in the SEC. Uh, That is noon on ESPN. Uh, Jesse, what is your prediction for Kentucky at Ole Miss? SEC Nation will be there, by the way. No, I went went back and forth on this one a lot. I was not impressed by Ole Miss's performance against Toledo I think like we mentioned on last episode consistency is huge and they are at the Grove so that helps them but I I think Kentucky can get it done as long as we have some pass protection for Will Levis so I'm gonna pick Kentucky but I really think this is going to be a close match despite the fact that it's seven against 14 I'm gonna pick the Wildcats 31 to 28 okay um 
Matt has Ole Miss winning this one 28-24. Both of these teams have, like we talked about earlier, shown inconsistencies this year. Ole Miss uh, seems to be, in my mind, slightly more inconsistent, maybe. I don't know if that's fair or not. Uh, But they're playing at home. Uh, Experts are picking Ole Miss in this game in a close one. Uh, But I don't know. I just have a weird feeling Kentucky gets it done on the road. I'm going to go 28-24 as well, but uh, favor Kentucky. So, um. Next is uh, Eastern Washington at one and two at Florida, two and two, and that is noon on ESPN+. Plus. Jesse, your predictions for this one. Let's hope this is not like USF. It should not be. And I'm going to go with the Gators, 31 to 13. All right. Matt is also going with the Gators, 38 to 13. I'm going to go with Florida, 35 to 10. Uh, next is South Carolina State at one and two at South Carolina, two and two, noon on SEC Network. Uh, Jesse, your prediction. Again, this should be another one that should go off without a hitch. Hopefully. Uh, I'm going to go with the Gamecocks, 31 to 10. All right. Matt is also going with South Carolina, 28-10. Um, I've got South Carolina, 42 to 13. Um, next, number two, Alabama, 4-0, 1-0 in the SEC. At number 20, Arkansas, 3-1, 1-1 in the SEC, 3-30 on CBS. Jesse, what do you got? We got Gary Daniels in, which sucks. But <laughs> we'll just put it on mute. Uh, <laughs> I think this is going to be a game where Bama comes in and, and wants to get down to business. I think we were able to clean up a lot of penalties this past week. We must have had a lot of drills because we were doing a lot better there. Um, That, you know, close game to Texas really woke us up. I think Arkansas is also going to put forth their best foot considering they lost to A&M at home, which has to hurt, but I'm picking the tide. Okay. I'm picking the tide 38 to 24. I almost changed. I'm just going to leave it. I'm just going to leave the score. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think you were going to change your pick. Uh, no. Maybe the score. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Bam, uh, Matt is going with Bama as well. 28 to 13. Um, <clears throat> look, Bama has to be careful here. Okay. Arkansas is good and they're going to want to bounce back after that tough loss. Of course. Uh, I do think that near the end of the game, it's a nail biter. Uh, but I think Bama scores late to kind of pull away slightly. I got Bama 31 to 21 on this one um all right next is number 17 texas a&m three and one one and oh in the sec at mississippi state three and one oh and one in the sec um and that's four o'clock on sec network uh, jesse your prediction for this one this one's gonna be i think a, a close one honestly i think that because they are in Starkville, I'm going to pick Mississippi State, but I do think these programs are very evenly matched at this point. So I think Will Rogers is going to be able to get it done. Um, I'm picking the Bulldogs 38 to 35, but it's a close one. All right. <clears throat> Matt is going with AM 28 to 21. So um, let's see. I am thinking. Yeah, Starkville is going to be wild in, uh, on Saturday. Um, and I think that that does give them a little bit of an edge. And by a little bit, I mean a little bit. I'm going with the Bulldogs, Mississippi State, uh, 28 to 27. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fun, close game. <clears throat> All 
I'm so glad that we're getting into the uh, the SEC I know. Uh, games. So many fun games. Um, all right, next is uh, LSU at three and one, one and zero in the SEC at Auburn, three and one, one and zero in the SEC. Uh, Seven o'clock on ESPN. Jesse, your predictions for LSU at Auburn. You know, despite the fact that they have the same record, these just feel like very different caliber teams, which is strange. But Auburn's going to play every play. I'm going to say that. Auburn will play every play. (laughs) And so will LSU, turns out. Ryan Harkin will remind me. Despite that this game is taking place again at Jordan-Hare, I am going to pick the LSU Tigers 28 to 21 in a close one. Yeah, I almost said that I was going to go with the Tigers on this one, but then I remembered. Uh, Matt said uh, LSU 27 to 10. But um, I don't know. I don't know if both of these both of these tigers may end up being paper tigers before the season is over with. I don't know. So <clears throat> uh, Brian Kelly is not indebted to Brian Harson, as far as I know, much yeah. uh, like Eli Drinkwitz was. Uh, I don't think LSU will be looking for opportunities to lose this one. Look, I'm not saying that that's why Auburn won last week, but it was just kind of a funny uh storyline anyway um i'm gonna go with lsu though um i uh i got them winning 28 to 21 uh, and then finally number one georgia 4 and 0 1 and 0 in the sec at missouri at 2 and 2 0 and 1 in the sec that is 7 30 on the sec network jesse what do you think i keep changing my pick um, I'm not changing my pick. I'm changing. I, just, I, I know. I just keep seeing the cursor go back and forth. I know. I know. <laughs> this one's going to be boring. Mizzou. We saw last week sucks. I'm sorry. I just, I'm going to say it. Yep. Georgia. They, I think felt a little bit embarrassed last week. So they're really going to be going for blood. I'm picking UGA 45 to nine. And these are like three late field goals. Okay. Uh, Matt also has uh, Georgia big 52 to 10. Um, like I said, hopefully yesterday or hopefully Saturday was a wake up call for the dogs. Uh, I think that they'll be a little more focused on this Saturday. Um, still, I think there's probably going to be things to work on as we saw. Uh, but I will go with the dogs 42 to seven. I think that they're just able to, I don't know. I don't know if that's a commentary on how good I think Georgia is or how bad I think Mizzou is. So this is a little bit of both, I think. Um, all right, so that does it for this upcoming slate of games. And then just for fun, so uh, it's, you know, it's kind of getting crazy uh, in uh, the months of uh, September and this, this, uh, this season. It is hurricane season and it's ramping up, which means we all need to be prepared, right? Yeah, so amen. that, huh? Is it amen? I live on the coast. Yes, yeah, for sure. I was gonna say that's, that's very high on your list of priorities. So, uh, which begs the question, which SEC head coach do you think is a doomsday prepper? Who, who would you be going to saying, look, I know you got it all together. You've planned for this. What do we do now? So my first initial thought was going Mm -hmm. to be Mike Leach, but I sat back and I thought about it for a minute. And I think he's the opposite. I don't think he's prepping. I think he's like, you know, especially for like a hurricane, you know, yeah. he's like absolutely not. The pirates were able to fight them in wooden ships and we can do it. And da, 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 da. And I think he's the same probably with um, like being a doomsday prepper. He's going to be like, no, nah, I'll live off the land. I don't need to prep for it. I know what to do. 
I don't think he prepped. We'll show the hurricane the taste of the cold steel. <laughs> yeah, I I think he's just like the opposite where he's like, zombie apocalypse, don't even care. I'm, I'll be ready and I'll just fight him instead of, <laughs> no, he's not living underground. The person okay. living underground is Eli Drakewitz. So okay. I think like in terms of a hurricane, you know, they're talking about this hurricane that's out in the middle of the ocean right now. And I don't even know if it's classified as like a hurricane hurricane yet, but I think he's going to be like, oh my gosh, we have to get the cellar ready. We have to be ready. Everybody and everyone's probably telling him, Eli, like you're in Missouri. I think we're like, okay. Right. <clears throat> I think we're fine. He's like, no, we have to prepare. And if there was some sort of apocalypse, like this man's dainty, he's not going to survive. So he is absolutely <laughs> prepping under like in a little shelter he's underground he's got canned food from 2012 and an actual circle of wagons yeah and an actual <laughs> wagon circle. yes oh man um yeah so uh i like that one that's a really good one um i'm going i'm going to go with jimbo fisher I, can um, see it. I, I think he's definitely a doomsday prepper but i think he's probably like not a good one okay so i think like he has this this whole like giant like warehouse full of stuff, but um, when it comes time to use it, he's going to have no idea what to do with it. Uh, much like his recruiting classes. So um, <laughs> um, it was just getting stuff that you're like, Jimbo, that's actually perishable. That right, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's that's mayonnaise. And exactly. This is like hole. this is like ten years old, Jimbo. Like what? Yeah. You can You've you can actually milk. see and bread it, it's an it's actually a different color now than what it was when you bought it like what is the deal dude he's like um, i see i wouldn't even see him as like a warehouse guy i see him as like he bought a porter potty and dug a hole under it and he's just like <laughs> no one will know and you're like this is gross right yeah oh man but with yeah. a name like jimbo you would be a prepper he's got he has to be right um i don't know but I, lo I love the idea of a porta potty thrown in the ground. That's like, <laughs> that's no, great. I'm imagining it like that's the entrance. It's yeah. like the porta potty, and you open it and you like lift the lid, and there's this little staircase. Oh, yes, down. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like he Jimbo, was, this he's... is a bad idea. Someone will see this, and they are not going to know that it's a it's a bunker. You yeah, whoa. somebody's going to use it, and it's just going to be terrible. Yeah, gross. And then we're stuck down here. Exactly. No, I I love it um all right well that was hilarious um thank you for listening to this episode this mini-sode of pigskins and pageantry um if you would like to contact us please email us at pigskinsandpageantry at gmail.com we are at pigskins and pageantry on tiktok instagram and facebook uh, on twitter we are at ppscc podcast uh, don't forget we are av available for download on itunes spotify stitcher TuneIn radio and most podcasting apps for iphone android and other operating systems uh, if you enjoyed the show, please hit that subscribe button or follow or whatever the app says that you're particularly listening to or watching us on. Give us a, a five-star review. We would love that and uh, help our visibility, help us continue to make these. Um, and yeah, so like I said, we're on Amazon Music as well, iHeartRadio. We're trying to get on, on all the things right now. So uh, thank you very much for listening. And uh, hey, lots of exciting games coming up. Looking forward to it. Until next time, this is Wes. Go dogs. As always, y'all, Bama beat those Razorbacks. Roll high. <laughs>